welcome to IG Trading the Markets. We're joined by a special guest, uh, and he is Osama Rizvi, uh, energy market analyst, uh, economic and geopolitical uh, analyst uh, for uh, energy, uh, oil politics, uh, covering all that uh, for Pamu Vision uh, Network. Thank you so much for joining us and taking the time. Thank Osama, you so much for having I- me today. I guess I guess we we need to really um, uh, start with uh, the you know elephant in the room it, rising polit- geopolitical tensions in the Middle East. Uh, we saw those drone attacks, uh, of course, shipping now in the mix uh, even more. Uh, shall we say? Um, do you see this as a pivot point for the story? Uh, are we now seeing a, a bigger, a more serious move, and could this then lift oil prices further? Uh, when it comes to oil prices, I have a particular point of view in that regard. So the recent geopolitical tensions, uh, although very important and significant, we have all observed that they have not been able to register the, you know, what most people thought, most analysts thought, uh, the price increase, uh, uh, you know, in Brent or WTI. And there is a reason behind that, because there are two, two different nodes of uh, the narrative, let's call it. The first one is supply. The second one is demand. When you look at the supply narrative, we have an overflow of supply in the oil markets. Therefore, um, the investors, the hedge funds, the many money, money managers, they're not really worried about uh, what's happening in the Red Sea at the moment. So far, I mean, if there is an escalation, sure. But will it be uh, substantial or will, will it be sustained? I don't think so. There can be a spike. There can be a temporary rally. But for for me, uh, for oil prices, it has more downside than the upside. The reason I say that is, first one is non-OPEC supply. According to IEA, EIA, OPEC, all of them, it might add about 1.5 million barrels per day to the global supply. The second one is the slowdown in the global economy, which can be, you know, which is, um, if you look at the PMIs from China to Europe to US to UK, all of them, without going into the detail, their manufacturing has been in decline from more than 10, 15 months consecutively. Uh, You look at banking credit, one of the biggest indicators uh, of uh, uh, economic health, it has shrinked for the first time in 50 years in the US. China, Evergrande, structural issues, the stimulus isn't working. Europe, well, it just averted a recession. Some might say that it is entering another one. So global economy and the supply factors, both of them are sort of keeping, um, you know, uh, uh, putting a downward pressure on the uh, oil price rally at the moment. And that's a really good point, Osama, because uh, you're right, the manufacturing, the growth uh, data points we're getting out of uh, all the main uh, consumers of oil still remain very, very weak. Uh, we've got the uh, OPEC Plus meeting, speaking of OPEC, uh, on February 1st. What do you expect to hear from them? Uh, I mean, things are pretty tricky when it comes to OPEC these days because OPEC and OPEC Plus has been trying to stabilize the prices, the market. However, an increase in non-OPEC supply and the biggest one coming from the United States of America, which now sits atop 13.24 million barrels per day of production, that has seriously undermined these efforts. We saw today in early in the morning, um, Aramco announcing that it won't increase, increase its production capacity to 13 million barrels per day, which it, pro- which it promised that it would uh, back in November 2023. And the reason for this, uh, Saudi Arabia has also cut its OSP to Asia and other markets. The reason behind this is the slowdown in the global economy. So moving forward, 
I, I think OPEC right now in the next meeting are going to hold on for um, to announce any major decision, but things might be headed towards what may be a redo of the 2014 supply war because prices aren't stabilizing for the OPEC plus producers at the moment. So, um, Osama, let's have a look at prices now. Um, I'm looking at U.S. crude at the moment, uh, currently at around 76, uh, 64. Uh, just checking in on um, also on Brent, uh, if I may. Brent is around 81.66 at the moment uh, on our IG platform. Where do you expect prices to go, given the uh, supply picture, given the soft demand picture? I think, uh, and many, many banks, investment banks and hedge funds also have reduced down their price forecast. So the I I, I believe Brent would uh, average somewhere around 78 to 80 barrels, $80 per barrel for the year. However, that is not to say that it cannot fall further. If there is a de-escalation, uh, the Middle Eastern conflicts, I believe that oil price has the potential to go all the way into the lower 70s. And I say that because I still see a recession coming. I've just mentioned a lot of indicators. If you look at the data from ISO CFTC, hedge fund and money managers have been net sellers in the previous uh, 20 weeks. Recently, they just purchased 46 million barrels of positions, but that was to cover their short positions, not to buy new one. So the overall sentiment when it comes to the paper markets and when it comes to prices is bearish, is intensely bearish. The geopolitical conflicts or developments are just holding it where it is. Without it, oil prices will fall into the lower 70s. Thank you very much, uh, Sama Rizvi there, joining us from Pakistani Energy Market Analysts for Primary Vision Network. This is IGTV.